This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink. Meaning P stands for being persistent. I stands for using your intuition. N stands for networking. And K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what they have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today, which is March 28th, 2018. Our guest today is Carolyn Coleridge. We're going to be talking about her book called Honor Your Spirit, and uh, she is a psychotherapist. She's an intuitive and a healer, and she's been doing this for over 23 years. She's appeared on CNN and other radio shows. Not only does she have her current book, Honor Your Spirit, but she also authored the book, How to Work with the Universe. She works in mental health, teaching about spirituality, energy awareness, and healing. Hello? Hello? Hello there. This is Denise. How are you? Uh, good. Good. I called a couple times. <laughs> Carolyn. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It just came up on our studio now. Anyhow, uh, we can continue on with the show. We'll just end up splicing in you know, pieces for the uh, for iTunes, etc. Oh, okay. So, I already um, introduced you again, Carolyn Coleridge. She's the author of the book, Honor Your Spirit. And I already gave some background on you. So the way I usually like to start out my show is by asking, how did you get on the path that you're on? I think it'd be really interesting for our audience to learn about you. Um, So uh, when I was studying to become a psychotherapist at Columbia, 
Um, I was just, you know, 27 years old, which is something called a Saturn return, which is right before your Saturn return where the planet Saturn um, helps souls figure out, like, why they're here. Um, you know, what's what's their path? What's their purpose? And I started to see ghosts all the time. I'd wake up and see them or go to sleep and see them. They'd wake me up. And I didn't know why all of a sudden as a normal person I was completely seeing ghosts. So um, and then at one point the ghosts were getting more and more aggressive. They would, you know, um, grab me or, you know, say, I need to talk to you <laughs> or all these different things. And it just kind of scared me because when I completely woke up, they were gone. So I went to a reader and a healer. And what happened is um, the ghost, um, they told me that I needed to do this kind of work. And I was kind of surprised. I know I'm in a conservative school. They said, no, it's part of your path. And so she gave me a couple of things to uh, block the ghost so I'd have more protection and energy around me that wasn't intrusive, and it worked. And I said, well, this is magical. And at the time, I was really interested in spirituality and metaphysics and all these other things. But that experience pulled me in deeper into that world. So I studied starting books and reading up on things. And I always was intuitive, but I didn't even know that word. I would call myself a sensitive person. I just felt things uh-huh. very deeply and then later I figured out that was an empath you know somebody who's a sensitive soul and then I started to incorporate down the line spirituality and um, uh, spirituality and mental health together but it was definitely a scary experience that pulled me into that path. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did you initially think you were going crazy? (laughs) I did. I didn't know what um, a little bit. What was crazy about it was I saw them so clearly that they weren't ghosts. They were fully, you know, um, human beings that you could just see. And then when I completely woke up, they were gone and they had eyes and nose and they weren't like in sheets and, you know, they were speaking (laughs) to me. So then that was kind of crazy. But I remember all the stories. My mother had a lot of mediumship and psychic abilities. She would always talk about these experiences, but I thought it was just her. And um, and then when it happened to me, she was just like, oh, who cares? Like pass the potato salad at dinner. You know, she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) She didn't think it was anything strange. So that kind of legitimized. She's like, okay, great, but how are your grades? You know, like she didn't think it was that strange. But then she went to my grandmother and said, oh, she's like us. They're like, "Mm mm-hmm. It's like I was invited to a coven that I didn't even know I was part of. So so that kind of of normalized it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really answered my question. Um, I mean, that was going to be my question, actually, was, you know, does it run in your family? It does. It runs in both sides, which was weird. My mother would... Yeah, both sides, my mother and my father's side. And so with my mother's side, my mother would always talk about seeing spirits and ghosts. And um, and then her this man told her that she was going to travel when she was young and to do well in, a, in an exam and go to a different country. My mother's from South America. So she ended up coming to America to go to Hunter College. And then she ended up going to Columbia. So he told her all that. And then when she, when this man who in the middle of the street in South America grabbed her hand and told her that, she turned around later to thank him and he was gone. So she would tell me oh. stories like that. I know. And I was just like, wow, my mother's like has all these weird experiences. And then my grandmother, uh, they would, my mother would tell me experiences about my grandmother who um, was a runner and she fell and she um, a cleat hit her eye and she was blinded. So in the hospital, she was very religious. She only had a fourth grade education. She prayed to God. This huge light came into the hospital and her eyes got better. So she was able to partially see at least and they would just talk about it and I just thought it was them you know wow. but I didn't realize that she was a healer and that my mother was a, a medium 
Um, oh my gosh! I, yeah, and then on my father's side, my father said that um, when later I um, I appeared on CNN years later, he said, "Oh, you know, your my mother used to do readings like that, and your uh, grandfather used to have um, premonitions, and he used they they sit around the dinner table or the kitchen table in the morning and talk about um, their dreams together, and then people used to come and just spend time with your grandmother, and they would and she would give them information." I said, "Readings?" He goes, "Yeah, this was kind of sounded." like you know so it was both huh. sides of the family yeah i, I think a lot of well, families have it ingrained mm-hmm. i kind yeah. of was picking up from you the fact that everybody sees things through their dreams hmm. um i think dreams are yeah very important i think that's the soul's way of communicating if we can't get it on the conscious level and uh-huh. they're definitely my grandfather definitely paternal had premonitions and um my uh, mother had dreams like that and premonitions um and my grandmother kind of went to we're kind of aware of alternate states of reality um uh-huh. and i'm getting a lot of dreams now as i meditate more and different things um so yeah dreams are very 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 powerful and, and that's part of the way i and when i teach in mental health i tell people you gotta you know think about your dreams or pay attention to them because that could be a way that source the universe or god is trying to get in touch with you so oh. it's yeah, they're very very powerful, and the more you pay attention to them, it's almost like an energy field. They start growing and getting clearer, and then you become um, almost proficient in the language of the dream state, which is to me the language of intuition, which is the language of the soul. So as we work in my my workbook, I have out how to work with the universe. It helps you to kind of write down dreams or, or, or and dreams. I I say in a class at mental health, dreams at night or dreams in life. Like we have our dreams at night, and then we have our the same word, dreams in life. Like I would love to be, you know, as uh, an intuitive healer, and then we have these dreams that help us guide us to that that place. So we have to really pay attention to them. Um, they're, I think, God's way of communicating with us. One of the many, many ways God communicates with us to get us on our path. It's hard to interpret dreams, though. Mm-hmm. I would agree so. Um, I think, though, what I like to frame it with people is um, the best interpreters actually are the person, their own person. But if you get somebody who's really good at it and they can help you, um, they can actually give you a different dimension. Dreams are usually done with in metaphors and they're also done with um, in symbols and in dimensional, like uh, symbols and metaphors. And that's the language of spirit. So once you start reading up in dream books and start learning, the language of spirit, um, becoming more proficient in it, studying it, thinking about it, let his spirit help you explain it, they become clearer and clearer. It's almost like a gift that we can develop. So the language of spirit is intuition. And as you work with uh, um, dreams, um, it become more proficient. Just as you you know study French and you speak in dialogue, you become more proficient in the language. It's the same thing. So once you know a window can mean an opening to a new dimension, an opening to a new part of your life, Life, a way out, a way to move forward, a way to look through to see something different. Then, when you have a dream, you'll start thinking that way, and it will start giving you an understanding of what's going on. Oh, so it is a, wow! Yeah, it, is, it is a conscious effort. That's fascinating. To be, yeah. Well, listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Carolyn Coleridge, and she's the author of two books. But I believe we're talking today about her latest book called "Honor Your Spirit." So why don't we get right into your book? What uh, 
you know, what instigated you to write it? Um, so, you know, sometimes, um, like, again, dreams and meditations and feelings. I'm really, as an empath, I feel very deeply. And I always, I have 10,000 books. now. I don't have that many, but I have eight bookshelves. And I spend hours upon hours in a metaphysical store. And I just felt I needed to write a book um, because I've had so many crazy and beautiful and wonderful experiences. And when I wrote them down, I realized these experiences were the tapestry of my soul. And they set me on my path. And they help me to um, help other people to grow, to learn, to um, to create. And I think that that can help other people. So it felt like it was as this dialogue that were that some of these experiences were so profound and so dif- difficult or, or different that um, to write them down might help other people who are struggling with the same thing. So number one, I felt called to do it. Number two, I felt the information written down could help people. And then as I started, um, you know, teaching healing and other little things, um, people kept asking me the same questions over and over. And I said, this this sounds like a book. So, um, and then I put all the experiences I had into a book and I feel like it's helped many people. So I felt like it's part of my destiny. And I also felt like um, when you start opening up to your spiritual path, there's usually something in it that's where you're helping other people. So yeah. that's part of the reason. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I I'm enjoying our subject matter. So, um, what kind of clients uh, come to you? And how uh, do they find yeah. you? How do they find me? Um, I feel like um, there's so many levels to that question. I feel like that I'm. Uh, I work for God, so and when people say my job's difficult and that, I decided to work for Source, and there's a whole story how I got into that. But And I feel a lot of people are looking for something more. They're like, God, I, I need an answer spiritually. And somehow they just find me on the Internet, you know. I get a lot of, maybe 70% of my clients are word of mouth, um, uh-huh. um, maybe 25, like um maybe 20, you know, radio shows or other experiences I do, presentations in person. Um, But I feel like we're all kind of, we all have contracts with each other, and they just kind of find me that way. Um, As they feel pulled, they say, God, you know, God, help me. And then all of a sudden they'll come to me, and they say, my God, I was just asking God. And I said, oh, I work for him, so he sent them to you. (laughs) So it's like he's my employer, and he keeps me busy. Um, And I also, um, I think another way is um, I work in a mental health clinic. Um, I teach about meditation I teach I'm a mindfulness teacher and I teach meditation and spirituality and when people are having nervous breakdowns I really feel like they're breakthroughs so they'll find me in um, in the clinic and they'll usually are looking for something really important something to you know help them um, usually people come to me a lot at an age between 27 and 31 and again that was the age when I started to see ghosts and having these weird spiritual experiences and that's something again called the Saturn return so I get a lot of people that are and that's a spiritual time in your life where you're like what am I here where do I need to do uh-huh. which direction should I go to yeah the next time it comes up is we have seven year cycles so seven times four is 28 so around 28 is when you really feel Saturn it's in the same place than when you were born, and Saturn is the planet of maturity and the planet of um, life lessons and helping you get on your path. 
The next time he comes up is around 56. So a lot of people will find me around age 44, 54 to about 61. So Saturn usually takes about three years. There's a window before, there's a window after. And depending on your chart, that's when Saturn's really sitting hard on you saying, which direction are you going? So a lot of people search out, never go into a reader, never go to a healer, never go to intuitive around those time periods when their soul is cycling up and saying, I need help. That's that's really interesting. Seven years cycles. Yes, yes. Seven layers of the skin, seven wonders of the world. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of importance to the number of seven. And there's a lot of another way people can help find their path through numerology. And if you do your numbers and find out, you know, what age you are, what, I mean, not age, but what your numbers are, it really also helps you to figure out, like, where I am in my path and what I'm supposed to be doing. That's another, yeah. That's really neat. Really neat. So, uh, obviously, you know, you have a big, big passion for what you do and, you know, I get that for sure. Mm-hmm. What's been your greatest satisfaction? Hmm. Um, I think um, there's so many levels. Um, once you open up spiritually to your path, um, you realize that it's not just about you, that you're here also for the universe and for God, and that each soul is kind of a dominoes effect where one helps the other. And so one of the biggest satisfaction is helping people to find their path and purpose and also helping them to transform their lives. So when people um, come back to me or, you know, and or I see that they've transformed their lives or started living more spiritually or they learned to meditate or they've healed an old wound, it, for me personally, it just feels like, um, like a, a dose of a hope payment of money. It's hard to explain. It feels like this sense of joy that's um, kind of hard to explain. Now, other people, if they make a lot of money, they feel great. Or if they make, you know, or if they heal somebody, they feel great. So there's a lot of different things that feed into our souls. But for me, if somebody says, my God, you know, you really helped me to think of things differently. And recently, a client I worked with two years ago came back and, and drove two hours just to book an appointment to tell me how much I've changed her life. And I just felt like that was like, you know, a million dollars to me because I feel like it's not just about me and the ego. It's about doing God's work down here. And that, and when you're working with the metaphysical, yeah, and the spiritual, it's just so esoteric. It's, so, it's something you can't really hold on to. Spirit is like a nebulous, you know, energy field. And when somebody comes back and legitimizes some of these messages I got or visions or information has really helped them, then I'm like, okay, this is real, that I'm not, you know, uh-huh. like, that I'm glad Columbia didn't kick me out for doing readings or, you know, that <laughs> that this stuff is really, really helping people. So I feel that's a, a big, big level of um, satisfaction. Um, and then knowing that I'm, I feel like I'm clearing karma also, when you um, do your spiritual work, um, you tend to clear your own karma. So, and that's by listening to the signs, the synchronicities, and the messages. So, once you start listening to them, uh, things start falling into place. Uh, things are different. Things start happening. Um, you know, people are lined up, and people and those energies, those energy tangents, are here to help you to um, move you on in the right purpose in the right place. So. 
Um, that's also wonderful to see the magic of the universe. And I start understanding why we're here as souls. And I start understanding why people came to me at a certain time or why certain things happened in my life. I feel like a lot of things have happened to help me grow spiritually, even the painful things. And uh-huh. that is, yeah, and that's really, uh, and then I start understanding this magical mystery tour called Earth Life. Um, and then I begin to um you know, put it together in a series of stories and and healings and growing and clearing karma. So that's another joy I get out of doing the work. When someone contacts you, it's typically over a specific issue, mm-hmm. or or is it that their that their entire life just doesn't doesn't seem to be going the way they want it to? Um. Kind of a combination of both. Um, Sometimes Uh people contact me, um, relationships, money, finances. um, If they're in their Saturn, everything is not working. Uh, Sometimes it's just um, they're feeling lost or severe depression. Like when I'm in mental health, they usually come in for depression and anxiety. Sometimes managing bipolar, schizophrenia. But um, they come in because something's, you know, out of whack. And I give them a lot of, you know, clinical tools, but also uh, now in mental health and incorporating spiritual tools, tools of, um, you know, uh, checking into your numerology. Is this a pattern that you're creating in your life because there's a certain cycle you're going through? Um, Helping them become more active. The biggest thing with spirituality as opposed to religion, or maybe there's a both, I guess somebody could debate me on this, is that in spirituality you become self-responsible. You realize that you become aware that you're a soul or that, you know, and that you have a soul and that you are a spirit and that you're here for a reason. So then you start to have to take responsibility for your life and for the decisions you make and what you're creating. And so much of some of the religions makes it feel like, oh, there's evil people and we're, you know, we're, we're horrible people, we're sinners. But a lot of spirituality practices like Buddhism and other science of mind is like, no, no, how did I, how was I part of this creation? Did I make a decision that helped this along or did I, um, or was this something I was clearing from a past life? Or did I go through this painful experience so then I can grow and other people can grow? So you start taking responsibility for even the things that are horrific that happen, not saying that you deserve it or that, you know, you, your bad thought forms brought it in. But if it's there, if there is a horrible car accident, you know, how can I change things to make it better? How can I, um, you know, make different decisions? Um, I'll give you an example. I had a woman I was working with um, that she was in an alternate lifestyle, I'll just say. <laughs> uh, she was a dominatrix, and I, I work in Hollywood, so I get a lot of interesting people. And she was really, um, but she came to me, and I'm very, my energy is very clean with with um, integrity and, you know, doing something to help the planet. And I don't know how much that helps, but so she was, but she's coming to me for a reason because she kind of wanted to get out. And I told her, you need to get out because she felt like, um, not only she was having multiple affairs in a sense, you know, a lot of these men were married. So I was helping her get <laughs> oh, out. And, yeah. Right. In the sense, if you take, she's taking responsibility. Um, and before she got out, um, and a little bit before she got in this huge accident, broke her, her back completely. And she ended up, um, um, you know, getting out for a while cause her back broke, but then she went back 
And I'm like, that was such a message and a sign. She had money to get the surgery and to get her back fixed. And she was just getting out a huge client, a huge multimillionaire client. And I said, that's a sign. And she went and it didn't work. Um, she didn't She didn't listen to it. And I feel like and things got worse in her life. So as she started to take responsibility, um, uh, then things started shifting. Um, but at, a lot of times when I was working with her, I felt I was, you know, a little bit in judgment of what she was doing. So um, I, I kept trying to tell her to get more in the light and get a responsibility. She wouldn't do it. Um, her session at the time was like $215. Um, this is how the universe teaches me. So I thought I was I was like, well, Jesus worked with prostitutes and other uh-huh. people, so I, I shouldn't judge her, you know, um, because, right. you know, my work is spiritual. So when um, I got out of my office that night, her, her session was $215, I got out, my car was gone. And I was like, what in the world? And oh we had a contract gosh. with this. I know. We had a contract with this. And a car represents your 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 vehicle, your soul, the symbolism, like where you're going in life. So, oh, really? Yes, that's an example of a, a totem like that. It's a symbol that you need to pay attention to or metaphor. So my car was gone, and I was like, "Am I losing myself? Losing my path? Taking your money?" And then she's always giving me these huge tips because you know you tip, tip people in that field, and I'm like, "You don't need to tip me." <laughs> but what's interesting is that um, I went um, I went to the place where we were. We had a contract to park there, and the guy said, "Oh, we told you." I said, "Why did you tell me?" And he's just like. You know, well, we the other the guy that was working with you guys left. I'm like, oh, what are the chances? I had to take. I didn't have Uber then, so I took a taxi over. It was exactly fifteen dollars. The tow was two hundred. The taxi was oh. exactly fifteen. So two hundred fifteen dollars that cleared out the energy she gave me for that cash. To me, it was a, it was a message from the universe that I I couldn't work with her at this time. She's putting her life at risk. And she ended up calling back and saying, you know, I don't know if this is really working. And some of the stuff she did, I felt, was really – so, I don't know. Was that helpful in terms of uh, – yeah, yeah, very helpful. It's always always great. Uh, yeah. Storytelling is always great. It really it helps mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, in your book, Honor Your Spirit, what do you talk about in your book? What yeah. is it that you want people to get out of your book? Think that's a great question. It's to honor their spirit. <laughs> that's in a simplistic way, but um, I really want people to be inspired. Like I felt, hmm, my spiritual path was wonderful and healing, and it's it's beautiful. And I feel like once I opened up, I'm starting to again clear karma and help so many people. It also can be really hard, and it can be hard having a different focus, being a spiritualist of some sorts in a mental health clinic, you know, praying that my younger clients don't Google me and figure me out, <laughs> and then be like, she's a medium, why am I going to her, you know, um, that the magic of the universe um, is there for you, and that we all are supposed to open up our intuition and find our path. Um, I, I hope the book teaches people that, but also to work with your spirit. Like, when I ask people in mental health, or in my private classes, what is your spirit? They just kind of have this dough in the headlights look. They're like, I don't know. Sure. Like we use this yeah, word. What's, what's the, yeah, because they don't, you know, most people don't understand what that is. I mean, what does that um, comprise of? What does your yeah. spirit comprise of? Is right. it from your soul? Is it a part of your soul? What is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my book, I describe it as how I learned it. And I felt like my teacher was the universe. So um, I feel like your your soul is like the big um, computer database, okay? And that your spirit is the energy that goes in 
and it comes back out. It's almost like the energy that's inside of us with our breath, and then it goes out. So um, our spirit to me is part of our soul. And some people use them interchangeably, but I feel it's a little bit different. I feel like the spirit is the energy that goes to God's ear and then comes back to us. And it's that energy when you get chills or aha moments or, you know, different types of um, uh, feelings, that gut feeling when your, your chakras open or close. It could be your your guts, um, you know, like your stomach drops when you meet somebody that you feel uncomfortable with. That's one of your chakras opening. That's your spirit activating that. When you hear a great song or great information or somebody gives you a message, you're chills that's the part of the path that you need to follow chills are very important on that so to me that's part of this the spirit and the soul is is where all your life experiences are are stored and they could be stored in the akashic records they can be to me they're stored in the universe i think a part of our soul not our whole soul comes down to earth and a part of it's up in heaven and that's connected to our higher self so the spirit is the energy that goes up and goes back and there is also the holy spirit with this to me is god's spirit um, and when, in my book, I talk about that your spirit is a functional item. It's not just um, an energy that you can't hold on to, you don't know. And, I, and that's the biggest thing I discuss. How does the spirit function? So spirit gave me the answer. It broke it down into um, an acronym. So you take the first letter, S. Your spirit it helps you find your path. So it's very synchronistic and it will give you signs. So when you get signs and synchronicities, that's your spirit talking to you. So if you say like uh, if so if I have a, a client I'm not sure I should work with and they charge I charge two hundred fifteen dollars and that money is gone <laughs> to me that's a major sign if I get towed you know and then that's also gotcha. a, um, a yeah synchronicity you know happen the same day okay. I've never gotten towed I've been there four years okay um, <laughs> so that's the secret yeah that's the synchronicity and that's the sign and I need to interpret the way I need to do it so then sure. P is that it's um, the spirit has a purpose. And and what is your purpose? It's whatever you're passionate about. Your passion is your opening of your heart chakra, which is really, if you want to find your spiritual path, listen to your heart, not your mind. Listen to your heart. Um, Your mind can help you along the way, but your, your spirit is the one that's the guiding force. So it's really a path of the heart. So the um, the passion is what you like to do, what you're drawn to, what you can do all day long, what you find interesting, what has a soul ache. It feels like a calling. All those terms are your passion. That's uh-huh. what you're supposed to be doing on earth. Yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's all we're really supposed to be doing. Yeah. And then once you find your passion, that's your purpose. Once you find your purpose, you become passionate about it. So it goes back and forth. My uh-huh. passion was spirituality, and my purpose felt like mental health. And somehow I was able to incorporate both. I was able uh-huh. to be at the right place at the right time. So your purpose and your passion connected to your sign and synchronicity is how you find your path. The next letter, I, is um, intuition. Your spirit's language is intuition. So as we enhance our intuition, we become more aware of the universal dialogue and we become part of the answers and we get the answers and the questions and we become more intuitive and then we our spirit opens up and we might be able to see, we might have a dream or a vision um, that's clairvoyant. We might be able to hear a, a message from spirit that gives us chills, that's clairaudient like a clear audience. Um, we might feel deeply, be, you know, we're an empath. That's why I'm so sensitive. That's clear sentient. Or just know things. We don't know how we know it. When we listen to our spirit, we use the um, ability of clear uh, cognizant uh, to recognize, clear recon- recognition or cognizant. 
So all those abilities, they sound so out there, and oh my God, they're psychic. Psychic means of the soul. Psychic means of the mind. So once they start opening up, that spirituality um, and intuition, it becomes part of you know who we are. And it becomes a, lo- a, a language that we listen to and seeing a butterfly or a dragonfly or a totem animal, and all these things start falling into place, and we become more intuitive. So that's an, another eye. And then the next eye would be um, within the same eye is the intelligent. That's the one thing I really tell people. When you listen to spirit, people think, well, I can't afford this. I want to be a designer, but I can't do it. I said, you ask spirit because spirit has the answers and it has the, the intelligence that's way above us that we don't know how in the world we're going to become a designer and go to a, a nice school for design. And all of a sudden we go, we take the wrong exit off a highway, get in a car accident, um, talk to a man and, and he says, oh, I'm the, you know, let's exchange numbers. And oh, you're the head of the design school. Are you crazy? I, I wanted to go to design school. And he's like, well, you know, even though I caused the accident, I'm going to give you a free scholarship. I hear millions of stories like that. So that's the intelligence of spirit using synchronicity and signs that the spirit can create um, the Grand Canyon, you know, these beautiful arts, uh-huh. these animals, the 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 trees. I told my class today, I said, do you guys know how to grow a tree? <laughs> do you know how to, I mean, to make a tree? Do you know how to do oceans in this? I said, well, that source is very, very powerful, extremely intelligent. You've got to be able to trust it. If they can do this kind of magic, what can it do in your little life, you know? So that's the intelligence. The next R, is this helpful to go through this? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I just want to keep going because I can talk a lot. <laughs> so the no, next R is... Yeah, is as re- re- renewing, regenerating, refreshing, anything that renews you, that's the spirit. So the spirit really loves to be renewed and refreshed. And usually you can use um, essential oils, which I, I, I readily have people use in mental health um, to calm them. Because the quickest way to calm um, a negative emotion is through smell because the part of the brain where smell is located and the part of the brain where emotions are right next to each other. So once you once people are having an anxiety attack and I have them sniff, you know, lavender or certain essential oils, they calm right down and they're like, "Wow, this is miraculous." And what's great about it, it's natural, they can do it on their own. So um, that's renewing. So nature can renew you, which is very helpful. Um, being in a spa, which has all the elements there, there's always fire, air, water, and uh, sun. When I, because I tell people, and you know that they say I'm so burnt out, or at work, you know, I'm so drained, I'm dead tired, or I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And as I looked at that, because I'm also an energy healer, I said these are elements. So when people say they're drained, they're talking about water. When they say they're burnt out, they need more fire. When they say they're exhausted, they need the air. And when they say they're dead tired, we need the earth. So, so many people put down this new age wishy-washy information, but it's right, we use these terms all the time. So mm-hmm. that's the renewing. So in, in a spa, they have those. In the ocean, the ocean always has fire, sun, air, wind, water, ocean, and earth, sand. So you go to a spa, the same thing. So that's how you renew and rejuvenate. Um, for the R, the next I is insightful um, and inspirational. So your spirit, there's the word inspiration. So you also, you're not sure, okay, I think I know my purpose or passion. What inspires you? I love spirituality. What gives you magic? So that inspiration is part of the I and spirit. So anything that inspires you, that's part of your spiritual path, and that's what you really need to be doing. 
So I loved giving speeches and people laughing and smiling and, and light, putting the spiritual lights on. So that's part of my path. And, you know, an inspiration is spirit. It could be music, it could be song, dance, cooking, you know, uh, hairstyles, whatever it could be. You have That's what you should be doing. Also, your spirit's very insightful. So if you really take a deep breath and listen to your spirit as as opposed to your personality, what happens is things start coming clear. You start analyzing those dreams. You start understanding these symbols. You start realizing this insight from spirit is smarter than you. When I wanted to do a speech, I said, God, I don't know what if I want to do a speech in front of psychologists about Reiki, and I said, you know, God, I really need help. And all of a sudden I felt this, this energy and I realized it was um, the Holy Spirit. It just kind of came upon me. Um, my father called it, he's a minister, he called it, I can't say it in Hebrew, but it's R-U-A-C-H, Ruk, Rock, I don't know what it is. But basically it's the wind of spirit. So um, that's what he said it is. But it was very weird. Ever since then I was able to, you know, speak in front of people with no fear. So, you know, that's the, you know, the inspiration and the um the insightfulness of spirit that it gives you the answers to how to move forward. And the last, the T is spirit is uh, it's truthful and trustworthy. Whenever you get those aha moments, those synchronicities, they happen in threes, trust it. Whenever your spirit says, you, you know, you're not a good singer, you can't hold a tune, you're not supposed to be singing, believe it, <laughs> you know, just kind of trust it. Or you're a wonderful dancer, you move well, you, you, your magic on, you know, when you move, you know, your body, then trust that. So you got to trust your spiritual messages. And that's the function of the spirit. And the, the, the acronym actually creates that to help you remember how your spirit functions. And that's a big part so when, of my book. Yeah. So when you talk about it happens at threes? Yes. What do you mean by that? It happens at threes. Yes. Yeah, so um, when you get signs, they usually happen in threes. I think threes the whole, you know, the sacred number of Father, Mother, and the Holy Spirit. Um, I usually, usually when I ask for Spirit for a message. Now, one thing I say in the book, How to Work with the Universe, is that you got to ask the universe for um, a qu- answer to a question. Should I be a therapist? You ask, and somebody says, "Wow, you're a good, you're a good um, listener." Oh my God, I feel so much better um, speaking to you. You know what? Uh, my father said to me, "Oh, you're so intuitive." So to me, those are three answers to a question within usually 24 hours to a week. You'll get all these answers, and they'll give you this ping in your body, like, "Hmm, hmm, hmm," or "Aha," and that's how you know that you know that's uh, those are part of the signs. So they usually happen in threes. Sometimes if you don't get the threes, they get to be number four where you get a knock on your head, you know, and something, you know, difficult happens. You get so depressed, and then you say, maybe I should be, and then you get out of it. You say, maybe I should be a counselor. But usually it happens in threes. I've just noticed threes, threes, threes. So um, that's just, yeah, the number to watch. Um, Because a lot of us are, are, like, I was pretty, like, dense. I'm like, okay, I don't want this little airy-fairy message. I want a hardcore message, you know. And Uh literally, like, I was thinking, going to Sedona and um, I almost hit this car and, it's, and it was a Sedona U-Haul, you know, or bus that said Arizona. And then uh, I got something in the mail and says, a free trip to Arizona. And then another one of my friends says, oh my God, I got into Arizona State. I can go to Sedona. To me, that was a message. So <laughs> you got to, yeah, you got to pay attention. That's another mm-hmm. important part. You got to pay attention to these signs, synchronicities, and these messages that come to you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our listeners, we have a little chat room. Uh, they're asking, they want to ask you, uh, 
relative to dreams, why do people mm-hmm. come into them from your past? Uh, okay, so there's a Freudian way and the spiritual way. Um, sometimes if it's just somebody who's if there's somebody who's passed, usually um, the the school the rule rule of thumb is that they're usually them. If they come in and it's somebody who's passed on, they can because they're in the dream world, they're in the other side. They uh-huh. can enter your dreams and give you messages, or just say hello, or just kind of give a sense of peace or solace if they recently passed. If they're people from your past, sometimes, depending on where this person is in the level of spiritual awareness, sometimes they're coming back into your life. Um, and sometimes if you notice, you'll think of somebody in the real world, the waking world, and then all of a sudden they'll call you because uh-huh. we're more intertwined and we'll know. But if somebody comes into your dream from the past, it could be, and it could, they could be a lesson because every person is contracted for lessons, growth, and learning. It could be something that you need to learn, like maybe they taught you to stand up or they were compassionate or you fell in love with them or they reminded you of somebody that, you know, the first time that you had your kiss and you're going to meet somebody else. So you just have to sit, take a deep breath that opens up your spirit, your breath, and then see what comes in. Like, why is this person in my dream? And the best way to understand more about your dreams is to write them down and get a dialogue going with your spirit guides, with your helpers from the other side, or your own spirit to start to analyze these dreams. Because as you start analyzing it, the dream almost takes form and starts giving you its own information. And it can be helped from your guides. So that's usually what it is. Somebody from the past to give you a lesson. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. What would you say uh, with all the people that you have seen over the years? Has there ever been a common theme amongst them? Hmm. Let's say we could take it maybe from a spiritual side. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, absolutely. There's a lot of, there's probably a couple of themes um, usually when they find me, because my my energy, my field broadcasts mm-hmm. so strongly, what am I here for? They're usually trying to figure out why in the world they're here on this earth, <laughs> or what are they uh-huh. here to do. So that's okay. a huge one. I even, I even do the return to work, the stress class at work. And then I also ended up teaching a class in finding your purpose and passion. So uh-huh. that's a huge thing is, yeah, I teach that class, and it's really amazing. Um, so it's really like, you know, why am I here? Another thing is uh, why, did, why did this thing happen to me? And we try oh. to figure it out. Yeah, like why did this mm-hmm. horrible experience, from a spiritual lens, not just sure. from a regular lens. So mm-hmm. if they're not in the spiritual world, that that can feel very um, assaulted if you if you say to somebody, like if they were in a bad car accident and they're like, uh, I said, well, maybe it's part of your karma. I mean, that's not going to help, you know. Yeah, that's but not going to help, no. Nah. But spiritually, if they said, you know, I keep getting these car accidents and I always get hit from um behind and I said, Well that's ah. to me spiritually it's like it's about you need to be moving forward in life. Uh-huh. And that's done in dream books and other things. So that's a common theme. A lot of people feel they're not good enough. That their oh. their self esteem is yeah, struggling or depressed or anxious and it can be good enough in relationships, health, money, finances, but there is a feeling and there's such a program here on the earth plane, you're not good enough, get this car, get this mm-hmm. hairstyle, get this weight, da da da. So we all take that in and and it like opens up this limitations we have in ourselves and it becomes um part of our own program. But a lot of it has to do with um 
you know, like, um, you know, self-esteem from parents, et cetera. But it, it's it's a big theme on the planet. I'm not good enough. Them mm. and us, you know, the haves and the have-nots. I mean, that's the kind mm. of the dialogue here. And we have to realize that everyone's valuable, everyone's important, and that we have our own gifts from the source, mm-hmm. from the creator, that we're here to shine and grow with. We all have a gift. Oh. Is there anything else you'd like to add that maybe we haven't covered? Um, let's see. I think um, in terms of um, other ways to listen to the universe, because that's the workbook uh-huh. I have. I have Honor Your Spirit, and the workbook is How to Work with the Universe. Um there's um besides dreams besides signs and synchronicities and messages uh it's totem animals i'm very in love with animals and mm-hmm. if you see an animal uh, regularly um it usually is a message for you don't just discard it cuz one person will see the animal the other person won't see it um for example when i was trying to push spirituality in the clinic because so many people were coming to me asking me about these questions um because i have a chakra chart in my office um i would see these dead opossums or opossums just like walking down the middle of the road in mid wilshire in la i would see this big oh. set of opossum walking across the street and i'm like what does that mean <laughs> so then i would look it up and the opossum plays dead until it's safe to the enemy goes away so a lot of people were doing pushback on me and the things i was you know thinking of and doing here mm-hmm. it's not clinically proven it's not freud so mm-hmm. i was quiet and quiet and quiet and played dead just like played the little game that I was just a straight therapist, not knowing I had 10,000 other gifts that I was utilizing. <laughs> and then I met um, a woman who was, we were talking, and all of a sudden I saw her aura around her, and it was green and clear. And I said, wow. And she did this in, uh, intensive program here. And I, I said, oh, can I talk to you about something? She said, sure. Because her aura was leading me. And I said, I was thinking of talking about spirituality. She said, what do you want to do? And she gave me you know, such information. I went to her office. Mm-hmm. She had a big Buddha there, which I never went to her office. And I'm like, there it is. There was the message that I had to play dead until the timing was right. And though she was well known in the clinic, she was a friend, you know, married to a doctor here. Mm -hmm. So it kind of helped me to push that along. So and to get that information out to the people that needed to hear it, the people that are having the worst breakdowns, which to me are really breakthroughs. Um, So listening to that animal, watching it, seeing it, I saw three, I saw two dead and one alive. The poor little animal sacrificed himself, looked it up. And um, the word animal comes from the Latin word anima, and anima means in Latin soul. So it's another way your soul is giving you messages. So that was a way that I could, um, that's another way the universe will dialogue with you. And another way is songs. Sometimes you hear certain songs over and over again. If Uh the person's not dead or they don't have a recent scandal, there's usually a message in there, you know, um, that you can listen to the tune or the words and say, wow, spirit is broadcasting because spirit is a vibration. It's energy and it's going to come through. It can come through wonderful songs. So, yeah. yeah. I uh, was in my backyard and a hummingbird was Mm. five feet away from me, which is really unusual. They tend to stay pretty far away from people. And it was just right there, and and it wasn't bothered by anything. And I was sitting there quietly looking at it, and it was checking me out. And and then probably a week later, saw another hummingbird. Wow. They're really magical. They Uh really are. And I I looked it up, and I can't remember what the significance was, but it was, I think it had something to do with growth or, uh, you know, the path that I was on or it it was, it Mm -hmm. was a very, 
the symbolism is very good, whatever it was for. Yeah, and hummingbirds are really interesting because they like um, they buzz like a bee, and they have a body. So it's like, how do they hold themselves? And hummingbirds uh-huh. usually open up to a spiritual dimension, like a spiritual dimension is coming to you and open up to your spirituality because they have that magic of being able to, you know, fly, etc. And then they also um, deal a lot with people to help them to. Um, the enjoyment of life and lightness of being, um, and then inviting inviting in the sweetness of life, you know, getting out of negativity, um, whatever creeps in, and uh-huh. to have more life fulfilling. Um, and then, um, and it's it's really fast despite its small size, and it can yeah. travel great distances, um, being able to fly backwards. So again, there's that magic. Um, and it's uh, it's and it actually totems come in at different parts of our life, and it usually helps people to develop their adaptability and resilience while keeping a playful and optimistic outlook. That's the hummingbird. Oh, that's so yeah. neat. Yeah, and I had uh, yeah. This is just really interesting. Interesting, but I had a friend that I knew in my twenties, and you know we were we were together, and he uh, he pa- he passed away, and the very that. morning. The very morning mm-hmm. that he passed away, I called his wife to see how he was doing because he was in, you know, very bad health. And uh, they said, oh, he passed this morning. Well, what mm-hmm. instigated the phone call was the fact that there was a bird outside mm-hmm. my house. And it was so loud and it was chirping like crazy and it wouldn't be quiet and it wouldn't go away. And it must have got on for fifteen, twenty minutes. Wow! So you figure how you yeah. figure how loud that bird was because I didn't have any windows open. Hmm. To make yes. that kind of a racket, that kind of noise, and it wouldn't go away. And I just knew, I just knew that that he was letting me know he was okay, and yes. that he he cleared, and he was on the other side, and he was like, "Hey, you know, this is okay. <laughs> I'm Absolutely. okay." Because, yes, absolutely, because I was going to say hummingbirds, a lot of times people see hummingbirds when somebody has passed, too. And others, just regular birds represent, because birds fly and spirits fly, the energy. So they Uh represent that, being able to transform into, you know, um, to transcend the earth plane where the gravity is, to be able to, you know, fly through the air. So, yeah, many Uh times birds. You can tell, because they usually usually stay longer, or they have a different energy about them. That noise? My gosh. Right. I mean, it was it was kind of singing, you know, kind of singing, mm-hmm. kind of chirping, but all by itself. I mean, that doesn't happen. This doesn't no. happen where I live to that extent. Usually, they're with other birds, or they're in a group, or they're just you know they stay for a second, they they leave. Oh no, not this one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like just um, on March 20th, I was at my dad's, and um, there was a bird, a robin, just sat right in front of my car. I was like. Wah! You know, singing this little song, and it was spring, <laughs> and it was a red breast robin, and that meant new beginnings. And I was thinking about my ex, and it was like leaving things in the past, and it was everything exactly what I was thinking about. And there it was, and it wouldn't leave. It was like a good three minutes just sitting there, like what robin just yeah. sits in front of you and just sings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I had to write a note to his wife to let him know that mm. he was okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's been a wonderful interview. I'm so glad that you came on our show. Uh, Again, we've been talking with with Carolyn Coleridge. And uh, why don't you tell our listeners where they could get your book, Honor Your Spirit? 
Yes, it's on Amazon right now, and the workbook that goes along with it, How to Work with the Universe, is there. That's the best place Wonderful. to get it. Wonderful. Yeah. And my website's intuitivesoulhealing.com. Okay. All right. So if people want to get a hold of you, they get a hold of you through your website. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that's intuitivehealing.com. Intuitive Soul Healing. Oh, Soul uh, Healing. Word. Okay. Right. Or okay. they can Google me, and then I can, my, my name, and it'll come up. <laughs> well, well, thanks again. I wish you the Thank absolute you. best. You've just been a delight to talk with today. Oh, thank you. And thanks for having me. You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right, listeners, that wraps up our show for today. Please uh, join us again next Wednesday for another wonderful show. Until then, be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.health medianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.